Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Thanks again to the good people at Form for sponsoring this week's episode of Getting Grown. Form is here to celebrate all forms of beauty in its unique hair consultation that helps you to find the right products that work for you. No more searching through the aisles of Sally's. Now you have a system that sends you products based off of your individual situation. I got my form products and used them from start to finish, washing my hair with the cleansing shampoo, conditioning it, using the spray lotion, and having a flourishing braid out. And my hair feels hella healthy. Start your form consultation right now by going to formbeauty.com forward slash grown. That's F-O-R-M beauty.com forward slash grown. Welcome to another episode of Getting Grown. I'm Jade. This is Kia. What up, y'all? Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for tuning in for another week of our folly and foolishness as we stumble through our respective adult lives. Yes. Uh, We're glad to be back. Uh, What's going on, sis? Nothing. We are, uh, we have been having some (laughs) connection issues, but we are going to power through this. We are going to make it because get behind me, Satan. (laughs) He's such a dusty lie. I hate him. Anyway. Yes, we are pushing through, you know, the trials of recording remotely and not being in the same state. But I mean, we're going to keep trying because we've got to be consistent for all of our faithful listeners. Shout out to everyone who's been so awesome. All the positive feedback that we got on last week, last week's episode. And every day I feel like we get more and more people reaching out to tell us how much they're enjoying the show. And it really means a lot to us. So big shout out to y'all. Thank you all so much for listening people i get some really nice instagram messages too um a lot of them actually quite like quite a few (laughs) come in and i read i read all of them um and i thank all of you guys i'm so glad that kia and i are able to come together and do something that's meaningful to uh to 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 the people in our community so uh it feels good that you know we're doing something positive for you guys even when i'm cussing people out you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, the people have some words for uh, baked in Brooklyn. Um, I think that I think that we've been blocked. I think that we blo- we were blocked on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, because oh, people we? they found baked in Brooklyn's Twitter um, and had some choice words for your girls. So, you know, I guess it's just par for the course. Um, we also had a, quite a few people reach out to us and let Jade know that she does, in fact, have a case. Sure um, did. So hopefully you'll be able to shake out your Angela Kardashian China <laughs> wig. And you know, my Bob street. stays ready. She sits on the she sits on the mannequin and she's ready to come out when it's time to play. Angela, Black China is like the master finesse scammer extraordinaire. I mean, I don't know if there's much to be said for <laughs> <laughs> what she's done, but I will say that I saw a meme today where it said that. Black China has been able to do what no successful 
you know, what no what no uh, black man has been able to do, which is like infiltrate the Kardashian empire and escape with his soul. So <laughs> um, I don't know if she know. has a soul, but I do. Um, you well, know, I know I she has uh, I know she has some coins that she's going to be able to take to the bank for quite some time that I do know now. And I so I have to retract a few things that I said. I said on Jaden XD and I, you know, I stand by some stuff. I really wanted to see Angela win more. I wanted to. Oh I didn't want to see her win this way. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to see her win this way. But, you know, it is what it is. A nigga puts his hands on you and puts it out there like that. I, you, you got to fight with the vengeance. So, you know, I mean, while I don't agree with all of her actions along the no, way. <laughs> this is not an endorsement. This is not an no. endorsement. But I must, however, I must, I would be remiss in failing to acknowledge uh, how cogent and comprehensive a scam she I mean, my girl was on Good Morning America. Good Morning America. Listen, I I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if that's a testament to the state of our nation and, and, and news. Oh, it absolutely is. And communication (laughs) or whatever, but um, mass communication in our country. I don't know if that's a a testament of that or what, but the fact that, you know, senior citizens were watching Black China this morning on Good Morning America while they ate their grape nuts, it was, it was just. Who is she? She's a model, Harry. She's a model. It says she's a model. (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's, it's like what a time to be alive what a time i don't know every i say week. that i feel like i say that every week but what it I is just, it is what it is i just cannot believe it but listen right wrong or indifferent whether we like it or not it seems like black china is here to stay so we're gonna have to get right it. or get left that's it <laughs> yeah, that's man. one of my favorite so, things uh, what get right or get left yes i I love saying that i say it all the time (laughs) but get right or get left (laughs) but yeah let's move on sis let's because we don't know how long this internet connection is going to remain in our favor favor so let us uh push past to shout out to my sis yes my sis is popping right now like this week and shout out to my sis we have two people who i would like to feature the first being we got received an email from Jay Corbett, J J sorry, J J Corbett, J A Y. Uh, Jay says, dear Jade and Kia, I want to give a huge shout out to my big sister, Shawanda Corbett. She's an MFA fine arts student at the Oxford University. Yes, the one in England and has been fucking it up in the art game. She works with many different mediums because her talent knows no bounds. She's not even 30 yet and has achieved so many things already. The purpose of this shout out is to congratulate her on her first solo art show, which Mm. will be in Turkey during the spring of 2018. They're paying for everything. That's how you know she popping. I know this is one of many wins she's about to catch as her career progresses. Her drive and hard work has inspired me to pursue my own dreams. I'm super proud of her and can't wait to see what's next for her. You can check out some of her work and processes on her IG at Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T underscore N-Y. Sincerely, Jay. So um, Jay is shouting out his big sister, Shawanda. And we are so super proud of Miss Shawanda and this uh, first solo art show. Not only is that her first solo art show, but it's in Turkey because your girl is global and doing worldwide things. W W W. So um, 
Yes, I wanted to shout out uh, Miss Shawanda, and thanks Jay so much for uh, letting us know what's going on with your sis because she's in fact popping. Absolutely, in these art streets. Spring 2018, we have um, some time before then, but everyone, please head over to at Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T underscore N-Y on Instagram and show Shawanda some support. Yes. Our very next shout out is from another young woman um, by the name of Mia. Uh, Mia and I have um, spoken a couple of times on Instagram. So when I got her email, I wanted to be sure to feature her in the segment. So Mia writes, hi, Jaden Kia. First, I love the show. Thank you for always reminding us that it's okay that we're still figuring out life at any age. Also sending extra love to the ghost of our 20s past episode. I'm so grateful for the therapy. I've replayed Kia's letter more times than I can count, and you'll see why below. My best friend, Trey Gordon, unexpectedly passed this June, ironically the same day as Kia's brother. Inspired by Issa Rae's crowdfunding for Alton Sterling's children, I've set up a scholarship to send his mentee, Tyreek, to college to celebrate him. In short, Trey was a great example of what a black man should be. A huge part of his life was how much of himself he gave to people in terms of time, talent, and resources. I wish the media showcased more images like him, but luckily we have you guys, the Read and the Friend Zone, to hear about our Magic Weekly. Thank you. Any support via show shutout and tweet are greatly appreciated. Here's the link. Um, I'll put the link in the description box, but it's www.gofundme.com um, slash 33 for Trey, T-R-E-Y. If anyone needs additional info, um, I'll also leave Mia's uh, IG and Twitter names um, along with that. So again, that's hashtag 33 for Trey. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if you guys want to support Mia as she raises these funds for um, Trey's mentor and celebration of his life, I'm definitely going to try to, um, you know, send my support as well. So I just wanted to share that because, you know, these things happen, but it's important for us to make the lives of our loved ones meaningful, continue, you know, continue on their legacy by doing great work like this. So shout out to Mia. Uh, rest in heaven, Trey. And we're going to try to do everything that we can to help Tyreek get to college to celebrate Trey's life. All the more. Yes. Thanks, Mia, for the shout out. Um, awesome work to you, sis. And we're definitely keeping each other lifted. Kitchen table talk time. Get Gather your snacks, around. Get your snacks. Get your snacks and things. It's kitchen table talk. Hey. Get your snacks and things. It's hey. kitchen table talk. Hey. Get your snacks and things. Hey. Okay. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> caught up. That's all right. What do you have? What's your snack today? Uh, you know, I'm just going to keep it real simple. I just got some good old nacho cheese Doritos because you just mm. can't go wrong with a Dorita. You can't. Sometimes you can bougie it up and dip a Dorito in some hummus. <laughs> oh my god. That's gosh. hood rich. That's, That's hood like rich. So <laughs> It's like gentrification of the snacks. It is. It is. Oh my god! I, sometimes I be gentrifying the snacks. Sometimes I be dipping stop. my Doritos in the salsa. It's good. Like, what you want me to do? What you want me to Eat do? Eat your Doritos and put them on your sandwich, like the hood. I do put. I definitely put chips on my sandwich because I enjoy a crunch. Oh, you know, I live for a crunch. We you talked know, about this before. Since <laughs> I went in the bodega the other day and bought two types of chips: some kettle chips because everybody knows you need Old Faithful. And then I bought some jalapeno lime tortilla chips. So I really enjoy jalapeno flavor things. I really, um, really do. 
Do you know, I can't think of the brand. I can see the bag, but that Kettle, I think Kettle makes a jalapeno kettle chip, mm. which is just magnificent. But you have mm. to be careful because the spice will bust you in your face. I'm not sensitive to spice, so jalapeno flavored chips don't really do anything for me. I just find them to just be like barbecue. It's just another flavor. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoy jalapeno flavored things. I guess if you're sensitive, you're sensitive, but it is what it is. So this week at the kitchen table, we are channeling our mothers because um, I, I know that on a daily basis, I myself find myself doing things that my mother does and I can't control it. And sometimes I try to control it, but I realize that I'm turning into her and I, you know, I'm trying to go a different direction in, in certain things. And then other things I use, the things that she's taught me. So what are some of the things you find, sis, that you have picked up from your mother and you're doing more and more as you get older? Yeah, so this was like um, an interesting topic. I thought it was cool when you suggested it because, you know, a part of your 30s is really figuring out and coming to know that you are, in fact, turning into your mom. Yeah. So... I notice things on a very regular basis that I do and it's really scary, but I'm glad that we get to share these things <laughs> um, <laughs> and just talk this out because it's a jarring thing that could be traumatic. So, you know, we wanted to provide some support and comfort for, for those of you who may be noticing the same thing about yourself. I guess I have, I have a list here. It's about six things. They're quick that I know that I do that my mom does. So the first thing is saying things twice. <laughs> um, I, I I feel like all black women say things twice when we really mean them yeah. so it'll be like you got one more time to get out of my face you have one more one time, more time. <laughs> you just got one more time to get out of my and I, I do yeah. that all the time like I say everything twice to be like I told y'all I wasn't gonna do this I told y'all I, so like, I, I definitely say things twice um the next thing is something, it's one of my favorite things because I remember very distinctly my brother and I like laughing at my mom for doing this, but I totally do it now. So I, I don't know what that's all about. But uh, speaking in high and low when I get angry. So <laughs> speaking in high and low, meaning that my volume fluctuates very randomly, like arbitrarily at any time while I'm talking. So I'll be, especially when I'm angry. So I'll just give an example because I mean, I, the way my mom used to do it, like, let's say I came home or, oh, let's say my mom told me to like unload the dishwasher or something and I didn't do it. She would come in my room and she would be like, Takia, I asked you very nicely to take <laughs> them dishes out of that dishwasher and put them away. But you couldn't do that. Like, so, like you know. <laughs> So like the high and low. And I definitely do that. I find myself doing that to any and everybody. The people who I talk to regularly can attest yes. that I do that. Yes, um, you do. Another thing that I do is thinking in terms of price. This used to really wear me out because my mom would do this to me. Like she would just yell prices. Like when, <laughs> I, I, think, I remember my brother used to always go outside or go to school and he didn't have on his hat or his or his a jacket or whatever. And my mother would just come in the house yelling like the copay. Twenty five dollars. 
You do not have to cost $25 every time I have to take you to the doctor. You want to run in and out of this house with no clothes on. $25. $25. So I totally, I think in terms of price, like I see things now and be like, do you know how much I could do? Like someone said, like, so we went Hell to. yeah. We went to happy hour and it was whack and I spent $20. I'll be riding home thinking like, do you know what I could have bought with that? I wasted my money. Like I definitely think in terms of price. Um, the next one is counseling stranger kids and fixing kids clothes. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say counseling. I used to, my mother used to parent other people's children, but I'm not a parent myself. So I don't definitely, I don't feel comfortable saying that I parent other people's children. But if your child, if I, if I'm in the store or I get into an elevator or if I'm anywhere and I see a child in distress, it's very difficult for me to just walk past silently. I don't care. Absolutely. And, I, I know that I know that, you know, we live in an age now where people feel away when you say things to their children. I don't know. And I, I some, there are times where I wish that I could just mind my business. But most times I am going to say something. I've been in an elevator. There's a young, a young lady who lives in my building who has a small, a small child, a little girl. She gets in the elevator. We get in the elevator all the time. I see her and she's in mid meltdown over one reason or another. <laughs> crying. Bull. <laughs> And I just be like, hey, 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 what's wrong? Like, I'm, like, I'm like I, I might not speak to the lady, but I'm going to ask the little girl, hey, what's, what's the matter? Like, what's I'm going to ask, why are you so upset? What's the matter? Yeah. And I mean, I, and I will have a full con. Mommy said I can't have no cookies. Like, mommy said you, what? That's why well, are you a big girl or are you a baby? Like, I, I will try to get to the root of the matter and like, well, let's get to a resolve because big girls don't be crying in the elevator like this. Like, I just, I don't know. I, you need to I don't be, know. I just, yeah, you need to come talk to your niece. I, that's You do it so nicely, though, because I was I at do. the, I went I to a water park last weekend. We took Noah to a little indoor water park and there was this little, this little boy online and he was like, bleh, bleh. he just kept making this stupid ass noise. And I, mm. So he was doing it to the people because it was a line for this like lily pad thing. So basically the kids jump from like pod to pod and, you know, or they could fall in the water. It's fun, whatever. So we're waiting on the line and he's doing it to everybody who's like messing up as they're going on the pods. And so I finally turned around and I was like, stop being a little shithead. Oh, well, I do that too. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't curse at the children, but I remember there was nah, one time. every once in a while. In church. <laughs> I have threatened somebody else's child though, and I, I didn't feel no ways tired. Let me tell you, uh, I was sitting in church right by this like went this like uh, window, and the little girl was sitting in front of me. She was I watched her. She was literally peeling the paint off the window, and the woman that she was with, I knew her because this is a lady from my home church. Wasn't her mom? It was like her aunt or something. Uh-huh. So she just kept saying, "Can you please stop touching the window?" She kept asking her, like instead of giving her a directive, and it was getting my nerves. Can you please just? Can you not touch that? Please don't touch that. Can you not touch that? Don't touch that. And she just kept on. The little girl would look at her, and then as soon as she turned her head, she would stop. She would go right back to peeling the paint. So I literally just leaned up very, very nicely, and I whispered. You touch that windowsill again, I'm gonna break your fingers. And I, <laughs> and I sat back and she looked at me, was she was trying to figure out whether or not I was crazy enough to do it. And I was just looking at her like, I bet I will. I, try me. Try me. 
And she, you know what she didn't do is touch that windowsill again. <laughs> That's what she didn't do. That's what she didn't do. But yes, yeah, so I definitely do that. And I get that from my mother because my mother has wholeheartedly just reprimanded somebody else. I mean, it's a wonder someone hasn't confronted her and tried to fight her because my mother will wholeheartedly <laughs> reprimand your child. I don't care who yeah. you belong to. Where are you supposed to be, little boy? Excuse me. Like, Yeah. Yeah. She will totally do that. My mother She's has me. taken if you come into church and your baby is crying and you can't handle it, my mother will literally walk up to you and take your child. That's my grandmother all day. She will take it and just be like, oh. he's going to sit with me for the rest of service. Okay. God bless you. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and I mean, most of the time, just like with my mom, most of the times parents don't feel no way about it. Like I've never done it. No. And a parent be like, Ugh. most parents be like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like, so, um, thank you. I'm so tired. Yeah. So that, I'm so tired. Someone helped me. I appreciate the help. <laughs> yeah. um, and the last thing I do, the last thing that I do, uh, well, not the last thing, but this is the last one I'm, I'm going to share on the show, is definitely being a grammar Nazi. Ooh. I totally get that from Rhonda because I used to come in the house and be like, Mommy, let me ask you a question. And she'd be like, ask? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, Mommy, let me ask you a question. She'd be like, ask? Hatchet? Hatchet? Are you going to cut my face off? And I would be like, you're so rude, but I totally do that. I do. I'm now a grammar Nazi. Most, most of the, your favorite books, like the books that the hood be reading, <laughs> most of y'all's favorite yeah. books. I can't even get, I tried to read like 50 shades of gray, but I couldn't get past it because I was editing. <laughs> I was editing the book. I was like, this is now, wait a second here. Like I was, I had a pencil, was literally crossing things out, like, but this is mm-mm, mm-mm. Highlighter and a red pen. Indeed. So, yes, being a grammar Nazi, oh, I definitely yeah. got that from, and, and, you know, other than, other than the usual things, like, I have adopted all of my mother's mannerisms, the way that I hold my purse, the way that I stand, the way that I swing my left arm when I walk. It's really, <laughs> really scary. I, and it, it, it Usually, you know, when you walk up to a door and you see yourself in the reflection, that's usually when I see it. And it literally like scares me out of my skin every time I see it. I'd be like, Jesus, I walk just like my mother. (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) But yes, those are my sis. Do you have some? I do. Some certain things like my mother does. I'm I'm always going to do. Clearly. My mother is a chef. I'm a chef. But one thing I am always going to do that my mother does, I can make a gravy from scratch. I'll make a stock from scratch. I'll do all of that. Do my herbs and all of that. I'm always going to put a little bit of kitchen bouquet in my gravy. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. Just like my mother, I am always going to put a touch of kitchen bouquet in my gravy to make sure that it gets that nice brown hue. For the culture. For the culture, like you got to, like I don't, I don't really care about anything that you don't have to say. Nobody want no light skin gravy though, so you no. got to. Oh, and mm-hmm. there are ways to darken your gravy. I, I get it, but guess what? A nigga uses kitchen bouquet just like her mother. Ain't nobody um, man. The next, so what drove this entire this this whole even thought about this? Just things that you do like your mother and like just black mom things in general. I was talking to my friend Santana. We were walking down the street. And we were talking about, we were eating cookies from this bakery. And um, I was like, yo, my mother used to make the ill peanut butter cookies. And she goes, 
did she put the fork marks in them? I was like, yes, yeah, she put the fork marks in the peanut butter cookies. And we fell out laughing on the street because we were like, that is such a black mom thing to do. Like my mother would make the homemade peanut butter cookies and she would make sure she put them four fork marks in the peanut butter cookies where it looks like a hashtag. So that was what drove this whole thing. So I make sure that I put the fork marks in the peanut butter cookies, just like my mother. And then bleach. I use oh, bleach yeah. when I, I clean. Mean, to the point of asphyxiation. Like, like yes. literally, I have been in that bathroom <laughs> with some bleach and comment and literally had to like, oh God, let me stick my head out the window or something because I've been in here moving and grooving about to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. But your house is not clean if you're not using bleach now. It's you really just not. not. And everybody knows that I'm earthy crunchy and I, I'll make my own cleanse cleanser with, uh, you know, essential oils and vinegar and water and distilled water and things like that. But let me tell you, a nigga loves bleach. Like I use bleach in everything. I use bleach in the tub. I use bleach in the toilet. And I was washing dishes and I, my friend was over and she was like, did you just spray the dishes with bleach? <laughs> yes, I did. I did a quick squirt. I spray my dishes with bleach. You can save all of your uh, all of your advice. I don't care. Are you dead? <laughs> like, did you die? Did you I, die? Did, I, did anybody die? No, but were your dishes clean? <laughs> like, I make sure that I rinse them in scalding hot water to get oh all God. the chemicals off. But I that's like oh that's thing. That's, that's another, another thing. thing. That's another thing. <laughs> Yo, my mother was like, time. "Don't you have no greasy dish water out here with no lukewarm water?" <laughs> I believe hot water is the reason, like, I don't even wash my body. Like, my my nah. water be so hot. Like, listen, my mother used to say, you got to let the dirt know that you mean business. That's it. You That's can't it. be out here all dilly-dallying with the germs <laughs> and bacteria. You got to be like, oh, no, honey. Y'all come, <laughs> y'all have come to this party to die. Like, I'm, all of you are, have to go. So, yes, hot water, that is such a black mom thing because don't Yo, nobody take no cold nothing. No, my mother was like, do not wash my dishes in lukewarm water. She loved <laughs> to use a look. Do not wash my dishes in lukewarm water. You better wash my dishes in hot water. My hands be on fire red. Listen, I have eczema. We don't have no senses in our fingers no more. Most of them. No, no, I definitely don't. Them off. Absolutely. Besides the fact that I cook for a living, so I take things out of the oven with my hands. <laughs> I also. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't gotten that far, but yes. I feel like it's, it's bad. Really it's yeah. bad. But I wash my dishes in scalding hot water. So all the chemicals are off of it. But I believe strongly in bleach. I mop my floors with it. I do everything with it. And guess what? I'm still here. Um, <laughs> the way I fold my towels, I fold my towels just like my mother, like. I fold my towels exactly like my mother, the every single fold, like the way that they're shaped. Cause I notice, you know, I always pay attention to how people fold their towels because everybody folds their towels differently. But I know that the way that I fold my towels, it reminds me of my mother. Towels and t-shirts and draws. My mother taught me like she was very strict about how to fold towels, t-shirts and draws. I can't get that. I can't get that fitted sheet right for nothing. You know, I feel like that's how I know. That's like the mark of the generation because. <laughs> I wish that my mother would have been like a linen closet Nazi and she would have made me like, like if she would have drilled folding the fitted sheet into me, like she drilled other things into me. I feel like I would yeah. be better for it because she yeah. didn't make me learn how to. And now I regret it. And I can't fold a fitted sheet to save my life. I feel like I'm not no. an adequate adult. I will never be a good mother because my no. linen closet will never look like my mama's. Like never. it won't. Because, no, I because she didn't place I importance tried. on it. 
I try to do it every time, yeah. but I literally get frustrated and just ball it up. And then yeah. I try to like smooth out the edges like it's not balled up. <laughs> everybody knows that it's balled up. It's terrible. Like, oh, that must be her fitted sheets. <laughs> <laughs> they like way in the back of the closet. Like they're not in, in your, you won't be able to see them outright. Literally, in a but. disheveled pile, a disheveled mm-hmm. pile of fitted sheets. Yo, my Nana could fold a fitted sheet like nobody's business. That wasn't something that my mother placed importance on either. Like she tried to show me and I was resistant. And then she, I guess she got tired. And so she was, was like, just too many steps. Like I yeah. literally remember the first three or four steps, but when it gets to like step number 12, I'll be checked nah. out. I'm like, ah, I hate this. Stop. Like, I don't care anymore. Why does it take so much work to do this? I literally do not care about folding this sheet. I'm going to go on with my life. I have tried to YouTube it and everything, but I just can't seem to get it right. Maybe we should have a clinic. Do you guys know how to fold fitted sheets? Please Somebody give teach us a me. step by step. YouTube, there's got to be a YouTube. There is a YouTube. I told you I've watched them, but I still can't this get it. Work. I feel like I yeah. need the power of community. Maybe we could have like a class, a workshop Maybe. or something. Else. You know what? Maybe we're going to have a getting grown fitter sheet uh, uh, expose. <laughs> Leave a comment. Leave a comment if y'all will come to that. That will be live. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think we're going to put that out in the universe. We're going to have a getting grown fitter sheet party. Um. <laughs> Like a bad habit that I've picked up from my mother and I can't help it. So this is like a mother thing. <sighs> when your kid gets to a certain age, they 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 start to get curious <laughs> and they start poking and prodding at their little parts. Oh, and, you know, I have read um, I have read articles and and things about how this is natural and normal and how. You know, just try to try to make them feel comfortable and this, that and the third. I just think it's weird and it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I try so hard. I'm like and I'll say it to myself. I'm like, okay, she's just uh, a toddler right now. And she's just and I'm like, no, man, the shit is it's making me uncomfortable. Stop doing that. (laughs) So I find myself being paranoid like that like my mother and I try to shake off like I'm like why do I feel that way like why does that make me uncomfortable and it's because my mother was like the most she was the most distrusting person in the world I like, feel like you gotta be when you raising a little girl though when you, you raising a child period I but I feel like everybody's a, I don't even have children but I literally can I can definitely see why you would feel that way and I could see myself feeling the very same way because I'm gonna like, I'm gonna touch on this a little bit more because I have another question to ask you a little bit later but I'm gonna t- I have a story that I'm gonna share but let, we'll we'll circle back to that how my mother's the most distrusting person in the world and she's super paranoid and how I find myself being super paranoid in certain situations and I'm like I really don't want to be like that and I'm I try to fight feeling that way so um yeah those are just oh and then also another thing making sure my child looks better than me my mother always my mom was fly don't get me wrong that's but she always made sure that if 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 she had to rush that we were put together and i've tried to take that in my life you know what i'm saying i want to try to look my best when i leave the house but at the same time I got to make sure my child's teeth are brushed, her hair is combed, and Absolutely. her clothes are clean. Like that's how, that's how you do it. Because, I mean, there's nothing worse than when you see. That's the petty peeve of mine. Forward, uh, fast forward to the, the other segment, the following segment. But, bruh, 
don't let me see you and you are dressed to the nines and you got your freshest pair of J's and your crispy everything, pop yeah. tags, you smelling everything. And here come your little snotty nose, ashy little girl behind you where her hair ain't been combed in three weeks. Because that right there is going to make me feel some kind of way about you. That's it. Like, that's really it. And then as a mother, I'm, I know I'm definitely judging you. I'm going to be like, bitch, now you know damn well. Come on you here. You could have done Come something on. with that kid. Like, what Come are you on. doing right now? You're trash. You're trash. <laughs> Loving hip hop girl. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. And then always having something on my feet. My mother stayed, no matter how clean the floors were in the house, my mother stayed with something on her feet. I stayed with something on my feet. It's just things like that, like just little things that I notice. And then other habits that I picked up, but we'll touch on that a little bit later on into the segment. Um, so those are some of the small things that I know that I've picked up from my mother and that I, you know, I, I find myself doing in my everyday life or as I, as I move through life. We got... um. Yeah, we got some, I, I tweeted out before we started recording to some listeners just to kind of get everybody to chime in and ask me, what are some of the things that you catch your, catch p- people catch themselves doing that let, let them know that they're turning into their moms? Uh, we got a lot of good feedback. You guys are hilarious. And this is, like, <laughs> we it, did. Really, it confirmed to me that this, this topic would be, you know, pretty timely and resonate with a lot of us. Just this kind of like good conversation. Um, a lot of people said that they find themselves waking up on Saturday morning and cleaning their house to loud music, uh, sometimes gospel, sometimes, you know, Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, all the greats were named and listed. Oh, um, absolutely. We have some other people who, uh, you know, say things like, you know, when I say things like, because I said so, or you got McDonald's money, or, um, <laughs> one of my favorites is, you know, I refer to, uh, air condition as good air and i was like i totally do that <laughs> i was like you know, I, somebody got in it's my like car last air. week yeah somebody got in my car last week and i had my air on they let the window down i was like you just gonna let all my good air out this car like that <laughs> you just gonna let it out um but yeah um lots of lots of good things people were saying like you know having a short fuse using their mother's terminology um catching themselves making uh the same facial expressions as their mom Mm. Uh, when they say things like who you think you talking to or if they tell people to get somewhere to sit get somewhere and sit down that's like that that's definitely a mom thing find a seat um find a seat and utilize it sit on down um uh l monique l underscore monique said turning the music up and asking my niece what you know about this (laughs) as if there isn't a 10-year difference between us um giving the infamous (laughs) side eye uh, never leaving dishes in the sink overnight. That's that's absolutely not. Um, yeah, we got some really. I, I, I got really, some good, really, I, really good I, ones. I know one that I got. Somebody said every time these kids spill something on the carpet or break something, I hear my mama can't have nothing around these kids. That's <laughs> my couch. So I really want a new couch so bad, and I want it to be like navy or something because <laughs> it can't every be a light. Time, nah, I have a gray couch, and it when I tell you it is stains galore, and I'm like, yo, I'm never going to be able to have a nice piece of anything in here <laughs> because the two of you <laughs> like. So that one definitely resonated with me. Uh, correcting people's grammar, um, I know I do that all the time in spelling and verbally. Uh, going in and out of the house. Five, get, go, th- get in or get out. Like, <laughs> you need to pick one. 
You can't you be running it. You gonna stay outside or you gonna stay inside? But you're not getting ready to go back and forth in and out of my house, tracking all that dirt in my house. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I got I got quite a few good ones. We got so many actually when we put it somebody out. Somebody said. Somebody said. I know what outside smells like. <laughs> like yeah. you're coming in here smelling like outside. It's smelling like outside. Oh, bringing that mess in my house. That's such um, a black mother thing to say. Another one was saying quiet as it's kept. That's definitely <laughs> a black mom thing to say. Um, yeah, I was just so excited. Um, telling people to try me. Try me. Go ahead. Um, one, uh, at Lee writes a lot said, like my mom, I rely heavily on feelings rather than logic and choosing men. And oh, while my yeah, dad is a, a great one. dad, he was an atrocious lover. I said Woo, girl, that was a word, huh? That was I mean, a word. <laughs> girl, girl, Mr. Me Too, okay? That 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 was a word. Yes. Uh, um, I got one being irritated by other people's sounds. Sometimes other people just being alive in my proximity is too loud. My mother used to be like, stop breathing. Just stop breathing. And I find myself doing the same thing. Like people's breath will get on my nerves absolutely. on a bad day. So that one definitely stuck out to me. Um, this one girl said, "If these toys aren't up off this floor by the time I come back, it's all going in the trash." <laughs> That's me all day. I'm throwing because I throw everything away. I will throw. Yeah. I will throw you away if you get me. If you <laughs> please telling people to wash their hands before they go in my refrigerator. Absolutely. Uh, Somebody said children with uh, when they're around their nieces and nephews, they find find themselves saying children are to be seen and not heard. That uh, I that was not one that I was told very regularly, um, and I don't I don't I don't know I don't because I don't I like to give children a voice. Like you can't have too many opinions. I don't I need to, I don't need to hear too much of what you got to say, but I want like I want them to feel like what they got to say matters. So I I don't know. I think that's one that I I try to U turn. And uh, and do something, do something new in this generation. You better revise it, sis. You know, you know. Sometimes you gotta revise it. So speaking of which, revising some of the things that you find yourself doing that your mother does. Um, how do you do? You find that there are things that you would like to do differently than your mother. Like, do you find that there are certain habits that you have that you might have picked up from her that? you you actually try to fight against because it's not necessarily something that you know i don't know yeah i don't know if it's a habit of my mom's mm-hmm. uh and i think well, like even like a thought process or whatever yeah so two things come to mind the first mm-hmm. one being uh my mom was outstanding amazing excellent mom like she rolled for me and my brother without question without a doubt and i will always appreciate that for her and I've never been a mom so I don't know if this is just what you're supposed to do but I really wish that my mom would have found a way to learn to balance maintaining some sense of herself outside of being Kia and Brian's mom because you know both my brother and I noticed that as we became adults um because, you know, she had literally thrown herself like completely into being our mom. I mean, she worked and she had a career and everything. Um, but aside from being, you know, career, having her career and being a mom, 
I don't know that, and I don't want to speak for her, but just from my perspective, I really wish that she would have found a way to balance and find time to cultivate some of her passions and talents um, Mm -hmm. in ways that would not only feed her spirit and, but would also like, I would have liked to see my, my mom is a super talented, like, creative person and mm. it was just something that she did as a hobby and I really felt like it's something that she could be doing to like like it could be her career um she's retired so she's works she works now to just kind of you know occupy her time and kind of keep you know money coming in but um my mom is a master seamstress. Like when my parent, my grandparents renewed their vows oh. for their 50th, my mom made all the bridesmaid dresses. Um, oh. like, like literally nine of them. And Ew. she, she does all these fabulous window treatments and she makes beautiful floral arrangements. And like, she's just got a knack for like home decor and doing mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I have always wished that she would, build that I'm like that could be like a huge thing like and I'm trying to I've tried to really tell her I've tried to tell her and show her that you can Mm -hmm. do this and like make money like you could do this and like sustain yourself you wouldn't have to go into that job and let them people fry your nerves every day um but I really wish that you know and I think it's also a generational thing but a habit that I'm trying to make for myself is always avail myself of options and to cultivate my passion in a way that it not only feeds my spirit and my soul, but it's also, it's, you know, a resource mm-hmm. that I can, you know, you know, it's an additional source of income, a source to sustain myself and my family. So I wish that I could, if she, I mean, lots of things happen, you know, she was doing it by herself. So it could have just been over, you know, bandwidth, not having the time or the bandwidth or the energy to mm-hmm. to take on something else. So I get it. So I'm. This is not me judging her, but I just wish that and hope that going forward, I can kind of find a way to do that better. Um, and the second thing really deals with not being so skeptical and mm. afraid because I feel like. Mm-hmm. The anxiety and stress and stuff that I carry is it's a lot of that I, I feel like I have because I watched my mom. And granted, she's dealt with a lot of hard things. I hope I please don't tell her. This is why y'all can't tell her about this show because she's gonna be like, yeah. Why you tell her what the whole world my business? You can't tell mine today either. <laughs> like anyway, but uh, you know, she's dealt with some really hard things and she's made it through and she's amazing. But um I think that that those experience hardened her in a way. Um, and she raised me to be tough. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that toughness sometimes is at odds with the parts of me that, you know, is afraid and is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I constantly have this conflict where I'm like, you know, I'm a G. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You do what you right. got to do. Uh, and it's got to be done. So, you know, and then that part of me who just wants to be like, but I need help. So, so um, I wish that, and I hope that, you know, that's something that I, I definitely feel like I've picked up from her. And I know that that's probably something that a lot of people can say, but um, yeah, I, I wish that I could, and you know, going back to what we talked about a little bit last week during Black Women's Self-Care, 
just trying to like manage my stress, my emotions, my thought life mm-hmm. better. Because, you know, you get different responsibilities, much is given, much is required. And to quote Diddy right after and Biggie right after I quote the Bible, <laughs> more money, <laughs> more money, more problems, more opportunities, more problems. So like the more things that are on your plate, the more awesome opportunities that you have, you're always going to have more and more things to deal with on the back end of that. So, you know, finding better ways to manage all of that is really a season that I'm in. So Mm -hmm. that's something we're probably going to continue to talk about on the show because I'm figuring it out or trying to every day, literally. But yeah, that's that's definitely something we're going to touch on very, very soon because I am in the same space. (laughs) But I guess some of the things that I find that I would like to do differently than my mother um some of them come in just how i how i parent my own child uh she has taught me so many valuable things just like you're you you know you spoke about your mother she's taught me so many valuable things and you know so many things that i'm going to continue to take with me and things that i think about later on that i'm like that's why she said that and you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like i really value a lot of what she what she's taught me and, and what she's taught me through action but I also find some of some of her her ways to be things that I would want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was super paranoid and distrusting, like I touched on earlier, to the point where it made me uncomfortable to talk to her about things that I should have mm-hmm. been more comfortable talking to my mother about. Same. So I'm going to tell you all a super personal story. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was 16 and um, I got. I I had antibiotics. I got sick for whatever reason and I was on antibiotics. So it was my very first yeast infection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't really realize that antibiotics, you know, cleaned everything out of your body to the point where, um, you know, you needed to you needed to balance that out with some probiotics. Like right. the internet was not as prevalent then as it is now. So it wasn't as easy to Google and all of that. So I kind of had to figure it out. And I was afraid to go to my mother and tell her what was going on because I knew the very first thing out of her mouth was going to be what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here trying to deal with this myself. I'm doing all kinds of foolish things with yogurt and, and, and so forth and so forth. Oh my God. <laughs> And listen, it is what it is. And um, and then finally I went to her because it just got to the point where it was unbearable. And I was like, listen, this is what's going on. And she was like, what you been doing, man? See, and I knew at this point that it was the antibiotics because I'd spoken to my grandmother about it. And my grandmother told me that antibiotics did the same thing to her and that they do it to a lot of women when it cleans your body out. Like that's a common side effect. So I'm like, okay. So I went to my mother, you know, to try to resolve it. And she, (laughs) that was the first thing that came out of her mouth. And it was always instances like that where it was like, I don't want to come to you because you are not going to be empathetic or understanding to what I'm talking to you about. You're like, you're not going to be able to put your motherly feelings to the side enough to be able to talk some sense to me. Now, not not saying that she didn't talk a a lot of real shit to me because she did. But at the same time, it was always that type of reaction that came along with certain things. And I want to make sure that with me mothering Noah, especially having a daughter, God, this is my karma, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that I don't make her feel uncomfortable in coming to me and talking to me about, 
you know, certain things that may be going on with her, how she's feeling. I don't ever want her to, to get to that point where she's paranoid to come talk to me. And so that's where I have to constantly check myself and my reactions to her, even now as a toddler. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like this is going to carry on as I continue to parent her. And so I have to try to shake those habits now. Um, and those are things that are ingrained in me because they're 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 taught from how I was raised. You never really realize until you get older how you were raised right. affects you so much. And I'm like really coming into that now. I'm really in that stage where I'm like, damn, the way that you're raised really for real, for real, like fucks with you. <laughs> like it really mm-hmm. it really plays a huge part in who you become as a person, no matter how much you try to fight it. And so there are things that we have to, there are habits that we have to try to like fight against actively um, that we pick up. And it's okay if there are habits that you have, or there are thought processes or patterns or whatever that you have that you might want to change from your mother. It doesn't mean that your mother was a bad mother. It just means that you want to do things a little bit differently. You want to tweak it a little bit. And we've touched on that before, but I know you know, I know that I felt guilty about that in the past for not wanting to do things exactly like my mother. And I don't feel guilty about that anymore. I've kind of come to, you know, come to peace with the fact that, you know, a lot of what she's taught me is super useful and I want to pass that on. But it's OK for me to start some of my own traditions and my own, you know, my own healthy thinking in my family. So I know that's one huge thing that I got from my mother uh, and it comes in forms of like nagging and fussing and, you know, just 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 things like that. And then the other thing, too, is making sure that I'm more truthful with Noah um, than my mother was with me. Um, I've talked about my uh, ex before. Shout out to all the Ryans of the world and um, Yo, him breaking off our wedding. Really quickly, <laughs> why you why you I don't want to butt in. But when you said that, we got a tweet, sis. What is that? A sneeze? My Jesus. God bless you. <laughs> Um, um, so girl, um, (laughs) we got a tweet from one of our listeners. I can't find it, but she was saying that she met a dude named Brian three weeks ago. She started talking to him and she was just like, y'all were right. Right. So I said, that's not the only one though, bro. We get them all the time. I told her, I said, put on your robe. I said, put on your robe and tell the story, sis. And she was just like, how about he had a whole wife and a child somewhere? I said, because Ryans are terrible (laughs) people. I've been trying to tell y'all. I said, y'all thought we was lying, but y'all keep furnishing these receipts. But I'm sorry, I digress. Listen, our words are our own experiences. They are not coming from a place of fiction. I'm here. I'm here to tell you not what I heard, but what I know. Okay, <laughs> that's it. What I know, like that's what it. I learned. But go ahead. So go ahead. Shout out to all the Ryans of the world. But when 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 my ex broke off our wedding, the week of the bridal shower, after all of the invitations and save the dates and things had been sent, um, I found out that my father did the same thing to my mother. So I always knew my parents got married. I think I've said this before in a living room. My mother wore a red dress. My father wore a brown suit and it was what it was. But um, they had a wedding plan, like an entire situation. And my father was cheating on my mother, had a little girlfriend and broke their wedding off in his stupidity and then ended up getting back together because he came to somewhat of his senses. 
uh, and they ended up getting married. They were also super young. My parents were very young when they got married, like 20 or some shit. So, you know, it, you know, you're allowed to be dumb then, but you're unfortunately you're affecting so many lives when you do so. And I didn't find out that my father did that to my mother until it happened to me. And I was like, why did I never know this story? Like, why did you never tell this to me? So that little secretive little little thing that goes on through the family i want to make sure that i don't have that <laughs> with with my own it's like no we need to talk about the things that have happened to us and yes there are things you're going to take to the grave i get it but all in all you never know what your stories and your experiences are going to do for your offspring and your offspring's offspring and you know everybody to come down the line like i love hearing stories from my grandmother i lo- i hope to have the stories from my grandchildren and my children you know what i'm saying so i want to make sure like that little secretive thing that a lot of my no- families minority families have where they don't yeah, like to talk real. about the dirt my not even just the dirt, but just like life. Like I can be honest, like I don't know anything about my mother's dating life. Like I know mm-hmm. that she married my daddy and that's it. Like I don't know I don't know if she had good dates, bad dates. I don't <laughs> I don't know if, if somebody cheated on her. I don't know. I don't know. And because she's never been forthcoming with those things, I've been hesitant to share my experiences with her because I uh, like your mom, um, because of some of the things, you know, that and that hard exterior um, that, you know, they have that skepticism and distrust. You mm-hmm. know, every time I've said anything to my to my mom about uh, a dude, it's always within seconds. She's at like worst case scenario. Like, I told <laughs> yes, the last dude I was dealing with, I told my mom about him and she was just like, well, you know, Tiki, I know all of your friends are getting married, but I just want you, I don't want you to be rushing into no wedding. I said, mom, I told you that I like this boy. What? I never like, I never told you that we were dating. I never, I said that we like each other and we hang out sometimes and it's fun. Why are you <laughs> telling me not to rush to down the aisle? Don't yeah. rush down the aisle, Tiki. I don't like it was it it didn't take long for her and don't be letting him up in your house and don't you give him no money and I'm just like wait a minute sis (laughs) so I that secrecy that like because she's not been forthcoming and because every time I have talked to her about my experiences she's really been real like like scared I have not really had that outlet and I'm really envious of I just really appreciate you know when I I have friends who have such open relationships with their moms and they're able to talk about dating and those kinds of experiences and I don't have that I like I really wish that I did and I hope if I if I ever have the opportunity to be a mom um I, I it's my prayer that I will be able to have a relationship with my child where you know still establishing the parent-child dynamic but also it not being so intense that we can't have real conversations about real things because that's definitely something that is needed like I mean there are times where you want to talk to your mom about things but you don't Mm want to hear her mouth so you don't (laughs) right then then what do you do no I'm I'm right there with you like I, I didn't have that relationship to that to that point where I was able to be so open about things um and it makes it really frustrating because there are things you want to talk to your mother about and it's okay to establish those boundaries. And I just want to make sure that I'm doing that, that I'm establishing like that parent boundary. But at the same time, I'm making my daughter feel comfortable with coming to me with things that she needs to talk to me about. And I'd rather her come to me than go to her little raggedy ass friends. Indeed. 
Like that's an and that's another thing my mother taught me. <laughs> like, right. But then I'm like, you contradict yourself because when I come to you, you act like a plum donkey in your reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. so then I have to go to my little ashy ass friend. So I have to make sure that I change those patterns with 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 how I'm raising hate raising my kid. So those so, are just some of the things I know. Um, I know that, you know, there are people who don't have those experiences. They have super open relationships with their mothers. Uh, Make sure you cherish that. Make sure you value that. Um, If you didn't have that, we're right here with you. Kia and I both. For real, for real. I mean, and I just feel like this is a good place to say, like, this is not a judgment on moms. Jade's mom, my mom, any mom, Um, you know, because... Parenting is something. It's not something that you get a manual or or to and you know people don't really teach you how to do it. And all parents are just figuring it out. So you know, ain't nobody over here saying you know good parents, bad parents, anything like that. We also want to acknowledge that everybody may not have a relationship with their mother or has been raised by their mother. But you know, regardless of the context or the this of this particular conversation, it's it's not about. Um, you know, I don't want anyone to feel bad um, because of what we're saying, because you may not have had a relationship with your mom, whoever it was that raised you instilled in you some things. Um, and, and this conversation can, you know, think about them, whether it be a foster mom or an aunt or somebody in the hood that looked out for y'all or, you know, just anyone that was a bigger sister, a cousin, any kind of family member or a close family friend. This like you can think about what we've shared in in that, that context as well, um, because the same principle applies. The people who care about you, the people who sow into your life, we often have a tendency to pick up their habits, um, okay. good, bad, and ugly. Um, so it's all a matter of as you navigate your adulthood, kind of, you know, people say in the church all the time, but like eating the meat and spitting out the bones. So you take you take the good pieces. Um, and you spit out the things that are not so good. You add your own seasoning and put your own twist to it. Like Jay was saying, like, you know, you, you give the 2.0 version for you and your children when the time comes. So I thought that this was a cool idea, sis. So thanks for bringing it up to just have a little time and sit and be nostalgic about what it means to grow up and some of the things that you notice about yourself in the process. Thanks, sis. Well, I'm glad we were able, you know, I'm glad we were able to touch on a little bit. I know we can go into this for hours and talk about all of the things that, you know, we get from our mothers and the things that, you know, that we hold dear and just like the habits and the fun things. And we maybe we'll touch on this again. But um, yeah, make sure you're writing to us at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know maybe some of the things that you picked up from your mothers, maybe some of the things that you feel that you might want to change. Um, and Let's keep the conversation going. Support for today's episode of Getting Grown comes from Form. Form is the very first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. Not only do they carry a super wide range of products designed for hair of all textures, the Form collection is made specifically for indecisive girls like myself who've spent hours in the black hair care aisle at Target with 72 products in her hand. They explore your needs and preferences and literally customize a personal hair regimen specifically for you. And this is not what they told me to say, child. I took their survey online and days later, they sent me products to fit my hair type, hair density, porosity, preferred styling, all that. And I didn't even have to move my car. Won't he do it? So head on over to formbeauty.com forward slash grown to take the form consultation and receive your hair care regimen today. 
Use our link and get 10% off your order. Your discount will be applied at checkout. That's form, F-O-R-M, beauty.com forward slash grown. Now, let's get to the show. Honestly? Truly. It's time for the honesty box. It's time for the honesty box. It's time for the honesty box. So... Our Honesty Box uh, email today says, hey, ladies, I'm writing you ladies because I really need some advice on how to repair my relationship with my mom. My mom just has two daughters and we're both grown. I'm in my late 20s and my sister's in her late teens. Lately, I've been struggling with my relationship with my mom and I'm starting to resent her a bit. My mom is in her early 50s and she's already given up on life. I feel like she hasn't recovered from her midlife crisis breakdown from when she turned 40. When all of that was happening, I just finished high school and started attending college. Things just went from bad to worse, from being homeless, her having health issues and having to move to a couple of different states. Through all of this, I've been her rock and put school on hold to work full time and look out for my mom and my sister since I am the oldest. It's really weighing on me heavily lately. My mom just seems to have given up on life and I want to leave. I'm just not going back to school to try to work on me, but I'm so unmotivated. I feel like I haven't gotten a chance to do what I want to do and gain my own life experiences. I feel like I've switched roles with my mom earlier than I wanted to. I'm helping my sister while she's in college and still living at home since I'm the breadwinner, but living under my mom's rules even though we're technically roommates. I'm at the point where I might not want to have kids since I've had to help raise my sister and take care of my mom. What should I do? I'm so tired, stressed, and uncomfortable of where my mom and I are at this point in my life. My mom used to be a social, used to be social, a go-getter, and very hardworking. It's hard to see her give up so early in life, and I feel like I'm going down the same path. I want to do me, but I don't want her to end up out on the street because she's not able to sustain stability for herself. Ugh, I just want to get my own space so bad. Please help. Thank you, ladies, for blessing us every week and hope this makes, makes it to you. Much success to you both. You want to go, sis? So I guess I feel like I should preface this by saying that I am in no way a counselor um, yep. or a professional. Um, um, and I think that this situation may warrant uh, or it may, be, it may be worth your time to consider speaking to, you know, someone who can help you just think through some of your options in a productive way. And I would encourage you to do that. If if I were you, I think that's what that's what I would do. But just in terms of, you know, my initial response to your to your question, I think that, you know, I, I think that it's fair for you to want your own space and to want to like, you know, take some initiative about your own life, especially if you say that you see yourself going down the road that your mom is on. And I think that, you know, your mom might respond to your proactivity in that way, in a very positive way. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it may not be wise for you to wait around for her to do something. I think maybe you getting up and doing something might inspire and encourage her to do the same. And it doesn't have to be something that you just like leaving her out high and dry. But I think it may be worth having a conversation uh, with her um, and just saying, just expressing what your goals are and saying that you want to, you know, come up with a plan where you guys can work toward you being able to transition outside of the home and taking some more initiative, you know, towards your own goals and just asking her to help you and meet you halfway with that. Um, 
And I and it's my hope and prayer that she would be responsive to it. But yeah, I, I feel like there's nothing wrong. I don't want you to feel ashamed or like you can't do that. Um, I think, it, you know, in order for us to help people that we love and, and pour into them and feed and feed them, um, not literally, but like, you know, just be there for them. We have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. It's just like when you're on an airplane and the plane is crashing, they tell you to put on your mask before you try to help somebody else. Because, uh, so I think that, I think it's, it's worthwhile. And I, I applaud you for thinking, you know, you know, having the, the, the bold, the, the courage, I should say, and being bold enough to, you know, want to branch out on your own and get back to your life. And I think that there's definitely a way to do it. It's just about, a way to uh, a way to go about it to ensure that your mom doesn't feel like you just up and leaving her high and dry. Um, but I, th- I think it's something that'll take time to transition, but I think it's definitely possible. What do you think, sis? I definitely agree with, um, with, with everything that you said. Uh, I, I share the same t- sentiments that neither one of us are professionals. I'm definitely not a professional. Um, but in a situation like this, I completely agree with Kia where I would say you definitely need to seek some professional help just because this is so deep rooted. Um, that is something that a professional would really help you to be able to sort through in a way that's productive uh, for your situation. But um, coming straight from me, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting to branch out and, and do your own thing and really try to begin your life. Um, and I can understand that it can get resentful that you have been in this place where you feel like you haven't been able to start up the way that you want to. Uh, but it's not late. You are still young. You still have um, you still have the ability to do the things that you want to do. And even if you don't know what that is yet, that's OK. But starting to figure that out and getting to school and and starting somewhere uh, is is definitely a step in the right direction. Um, as far as your mother, she's going to have to get some professional help as well. I feel like working the both of you, like he has said, and going to some sort of counseling with the both of you and figuring out some productive steps, um, is what's going to help you to, to try to sort through your situation in the best way possible where it works out for you and your mother. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I also dealt with a mother who had a breakdown and I was really young when it happened. I was like 13. So and I so I didn't fully understand what was going on, but I kind of figured it out later on. And so I get that it it can be really, really difficult to deal with. Um, And it's hard when you have to sometimes as a as a young person take on some of that extra luggage uh, within your family because of your situations. But um, it's not over for you. Don't feel like you have to give up now. You still have so much life to live and so many things to do and so much time. So I think starting to make those steps now um, is definitely, definitely the direction that you want to go. And I really hope that you're able to sort that out. And please keep us updated as to how things go. Definitely. Thank you for writing. Yes. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Petty peeves. Petty, petty peeves. That's it. That's the petty peeves is the segment where we talk about all things petty, things that irritate us in our everyday lives that probably irritate you too. 
and sometimes read your petty peeves as well. We still have that petty peeves episode coming very soon, but we want to have a special guest on the show when we do so. So we want to make sure that we have the right person. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So sis, you got a petty peeve or you want me to start? I got one. Um, In the supermarket, stop leaving your buggy, your cart, whatever you call it, in the middle of the aisle. Um, I don't understand. Can't nobody get around. Just parallel park your cart. I just pull it off to the side, put your items in and keep it pushing. I don't understand why people feel that it's okay to leave their carts in the middle of the aisle and why they're not cognizant that there are other human beings in the store who need to go around them um, in the middle of the aisle. And I'm the person who will gladly move your cart for you uh, and push it in a direction that is quite inconvenient for you to get to if you do something like that to try to teach you a lesson. So Why? Because you're petty. Because I'm a troll. What's your petty peeve? I'm actually going to read a petty peeve that uh, we received from one of our very faithful, very petty listeners. Uh, She writes, hey, y'all, I want to submit something near and dear to my heart for petty peeves. It really disturbs not only my soul, but also my time, which we all know we can't get back. I travel a lot for work and for leisure. In the interest of time, I have prepared for all this travel by getting approved by TSA for pre-check so that I can get to the airport about 30 minutes prior to my flight, boarding and cruising through security to get to my plane on time. Can y'all help me understand why the slow pokes at the airport won't let me be great? Why do they ride the electronic (laughs) sidewalk and in unison decide to use their bodies to say you shall not overcome? (laughs) Why are the airport pedestrians moving slower than coal molasses to get to their gates? And more importantly, why are they moving like they don't have a flight to catch in front of me? Traveling is already cumbersome. Let's make it better for each other by expeditiously moving with purpose in the airport so that we may all make it to our flights in time for our boarding group to be called. Thanks for sharing my travel PSA. Love moving with purpose. (laughs) Uh, That was just so good and such a blessing to my soul because I too travel quite a bit for work. And I think that people who stand on the moving escalator should be shot. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep walking. Like I don't, it's there for you to get there faster. It's there for you to walk, not to stand sis. Is that no. or and stand or to the right? Stand to the right. If you move in, stand like those are the rules everywhere in all fifty states and in most countries. If if you're moving, you you're moving on the right on the left. If you're standing, you stand to the right. But I don't know why y'all yep. plant your feet in the center of the aisle so that can't nobody get around you. Because guess who's going to tap you and say, "Excuse me, Takia." Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Listen, and I and say I will, it multiple times. I will Excuse me. Arm, I will strong arm and shoulder all of my five foot ten inch body through. I don't care because you're in my way. Now, if I'll someone shove a is whole like, family, <laughs> if someone is, uh, you know, disabled, I can be patient. I can, you oh, know, yeah. if it's pregnant, if it's a child, a distraught situation, I might roll my eyes and sigh in exasperation, <laughs> but I'm not going to be rude. But if I see that you are able, well able and, you know, of sound mind from what I can assess, I'm going to move you if you don't move yourself. Yeah. OK, yeah, yeah, I agree with this. This is I, this sits <laughs> near and dear to my heart as well. Um, please walk to the right. Everybody walk to the right. If we walk to the right, then it, the world would be a better place when you're on the escalator. Walk to the right, stand to the left. Walk to the right, stand to the left. Like that's that's how it, I'm ex- like, no. I'm sorry. 
girl. Walk to the left, stand to the right. You about Sorry, to get us going. all shot out here. Yeah, but you know when you walk in the sidewalk, you're supposed to walk to the right. And just sidewalks are another conversation because you know I walk, I too move with purpose. I don't dilly dally in the streets. I don't take wow. leisurely strolls. I walk like I have somewhere to be because often most times I do have somewhere to be. Um, but the people who just be, you know, the tourists, the people who just leisurely. Oh, the tourists. Stroll, not even just the tourists, but people who have that tourist mindset. Because I even have coworkers when we be like, let's go get something to eat. It literally pains me sometimes because they literally <laughs> just take their precious moments. I'm like, girl, we could have been back to the office, up the stairs at our desk eating. And you still just taking these painfully slow paces but yeah girl that's it that's petty piece for this week yes and that is another episode of getting grown thank you for for tuning in um every single week you guys are so appreciated all of your comments all of your ratings all of your subscriptions are are very very much appreciated uh make sure you continue to do so oh Oh, sorry i'm sorry i was just thinking Another thing I wanted to say, many of you took notice um, that we have, you know, ads for the show. We're really excited. Yay. Um, But, you know, we've been encouraged to just let you guys know that if you guys really want to continue to support the show, support the the advertisements, check out the links, um, invest in the products. You won't be sorry. Um, Nope. And that's how we can keep bringing you good these good quality shows. You know, getting sponsorship is amazing, but keeping sponsorship is really what is, the, you know, the real success of the show. And we're able to keep those sponsorships with you all support. So we would really appreciate it if you guys would, you know, check out the people who are, um, you know, sponsoring our shows so that hopefully they'll keep on sponsoring them and we can keep guys, keep giving you guys good quality content. That's it. So make sure in the meantime, you guys are, you can go right to Trader Joe's and get yourself some alkaline water with electrolytes. Make sure you're drinking that. You're moisturizing your skin and you're minding your business because your black will crack if it's dry. That's right. Bye. Bye. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.